Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to a live episode recording. So, we it's the first time we're doing this, man. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. This is the first time we're doing it. And my goodness, Rahil, we have so much to talk about today. Dude, literally, like, there could not have been a better time to do a live podcast recording when literally, like, it's, it hasn't even, it's been 31 minutes since the trailer dropped. Safir, I just want to know, we'll dive into everything in a minute, but what are your initial thoughts on what you saw how are you feeling after seeing the trailer? Man, I just have to say, you know, like, I, I know the, the new NHL game every year first gets released, the trailer in August, and it's just such an exciting time as the community just all of a sudden becomes alive, you know. And for me, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me, I mean, lots of great things stood out to me, but the biggest thing has to be cross-platform matchmaking. We finally have that, Rahul. It's absolutely incredible. It's something the community the entire NHL community has needed basically. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a lobby with like three of my buddies or six of my buddies. And we're just sitting there like all on TikTok, waiting for five minutes to get one game. And now you finally have some form of crossplay. Now it's not going to be a hundred percent perfect, obviously, because as we now know, you know, you can only match between generations. So if you don't know Xbox series S and PS five can play together and Xbox one and PS four can play together, but they can't, play on the same uh eshl team together which is a little bit of a downer because you can't you know i can't play with Safir now i can't be on my team that being said there's some form of crossplay. i can beat Safir at least now in playstation <laughs> now we can finally have some 1v1s and i'm not handicapped on the playstation console that kind of stuff so listen man i think it's a small w the one thing though Safir is cross it can't it can't break the game if it breaks the game oh no <laughs> Yeah, and and by the way, before I give my thoughts on that, can we just look at these images, like Trevor Zegers? Like you can tell that they've made some upgrades to the overall like um, graphics, but also the presentation. We saw the eyes of the Avalanche; that is incredible. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, when it, ca- it comes to cross-platform, I feel like um, you know every year there's often a, a bug or an issue when you know whether it's server-based matchmaking whatever it may be mm-hmm. uh last year we had the freeze-off uh, issue and i know that cross-platform is launching in november this year i'm really hoping that we don't encounter such issues yeah. uh, although i feel like given history we might uh, do encounter them but uh but no but to echo your point man this is such a huge um start for nhl and and i heard correct me if i'm wrong but yeah nhl is doing this before madden yeah, and that's like when when does that happen before? When have we got something before one of the other bigger franchises? Like I'm yeah. so proud of it. Yeah, no, this is this is like a huge W for for EA. You know, they could have come up with an excuse by saying that oh Madden hasn't done it. You know, so we'll wait a while. And uh, you know, when I think of implications, I think the the biggest thing that excites me is is what this means for content creators. You know, because I know in previous episodes we talked about like a dip in viewership, but now there's just so much potential. Yeah, it, it's going to be great for you know World of Child content creators, hot players, hot content creators. Little bit, I mean, franchise players, you're, you know, you're kind of screwed as, as far as we know so far. <laughs> but I mean, just the ability to like, you're not going to have to, if you're a World of Chell streamer like Terrio, for example, you don't have to sit in that lobby for three minutes waiting for a match. The match times are going to go up significantly and you're going to find people a lot quicker, which means you're able to get more content out quicker, which is awesome. And then you think about like, you know, Hunt Champs runs and all these kind of stuff. That's oh going to be able to be so much easier for you because you're not sitting there waiting for like five minutes to find someone it's going to be a lot quicker to find people which for me was something i found when i started playing eshl a lot that i got really like annoyed with like if 
I was waiting five minutes for a game, I'd get off and go play like another game because I'm like, I'm not sitting here waiting that long. So that's going to be huge for content creators and stuff. I'm just worried about the potential issues. I know we mentioned that, but yeah no we'll see you know i i hope that uh well first of all to to bounce uh off your point about the the content stuff like i know like say last year right i'm watching uh jfe or polks or whoever you may be mm -hmm. on xbox and you look at like the viewer list there's a bunch of xbox uh players obviously yeah. uh, and i'm sitting there i'm like my goodness there's so many good players on playstation wouldn't it be nice you know if we could have some of those biggies play each other because it's usually the same players playing each other anyway in terms yeah. of the biggies so uh, so much potential in that sense. And just because of that, I just know Twitch is going to be popping and have a feeling we're going to go back to those NHL like 15, 16 days when NHL Twitch first became a thing and everybody yeah. was just so stoked about it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, with cross-platform, it, it, when I'm thinking about it, like from the bigger picture, uh, from an esports perspective, so I'm looking at sixes. So it sounds like you know, like like you alluded to, you can't play with players on the other console, but you can play against each other. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see how teams are formed in that shape. Obviously, it gives you now less leeway in terms of forming your teams, but at the same time, now we'll actually get to see some PlayStation sixes teams, you know, kind of kind of make a name for themselves because a lot of these tournaments have focused on Xbox. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it, it's gonna be nice to see that kind of like you know like you can kind of compete against everyone now so to speak but the thing i'm a little intrigued about is i believe i haven't played lg for a couple of years i believe lg is like they have an xbox league and then playstation mm -hmm. leagues and then they have nhl ahl chl so like i'm curious how the integration is going to go there because now you have two groups which theoretically could fit into one are you going to have i'm sorry my cat wants to be on stream apparently <laughs> oh you love that I love that. Seriously, we're live, Vader. What the hell? But, um, Hello, Ted. You know what? Come over here. You can sit here if you want to talk. But um, yeah, like just thinking about like, are you gonna have like sixty NHL teams now? Like, are you gonna have like per like sixty NHL teams, sixty AHL teams, sixty? Like, I don't know how that's gonna work. That's gonna be something LG needs to figure out. Yeah, I'm so curious about that because uh, I know with uh, or in NHL 22, what they did is they had a the PlayStation League run on PS4 and then the Xbox mm. League run on the on the Series S and X. But maybe we see a world now where you know you still have like two separate NHL leagues, except yeah. this time it's going to be one for current gen and then one for old gen. But ah, I did. That's hmm. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, so I'm really interested to see if that is the route that they go. But I do know one thing, though, because the bulk of the competitive players will be on the current gen. I just feel like it's going to be so competitive. and But it's going to be so much fun uh, in doing so. And now, like, you know, management uh, will have to be extra careful when, yeah. when they're coming up with their team. So, um, yeah, really, really excited about that. Yeah, it'll be good. Now, the one thing I think that everyone is, you know, when you talk about crossplay, the next thing you kind of move over is, you know, for hot cross market mm -hmm. now that's where listen i'm not biased i'm not like this ea fanboy i'll call out ea and tell them listen this is kind of sucks there's no cross market there's no shared leaderboards cross play and stuff like that i think that's a bit of an l it's disappointing i mean cross market is something hot desperately needs because you have such little cards on the market because it was split into four right Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be still split into four, I believe. So if you have it, that, that's going to be an issue. Now, the one thing I will say about that, Saphir, is if they find ways when we get into the deep dives for HUT, if they find ways to reward you better as a HUT player, the HUT market isn't that important. I've heard rumors. I can't confirm anything. 
I've heard rumors of instant rewards in HUD. I don't know how good. Ooh. I heard someone talk about it. I don't know if it's confirmed or not. We have to wait and see. But if EA finds a way where it's like, listen, we know the hot market's not cross-generation or whatever it is. We're sorry. But here's ways for you guys to get more rewards, get players easier. That kind of negates the blow a little bit, doesn't it? That's such a great point because one of the biggest concerns the last several years is that, you know, you're grinding hot, but yet whether or not you get rewarded is still all based on luck, right? Yeah. And it's all based on percentages. So that's actually really interesting. And that is one of the reasons why people were complaining the fact that, you know, we didn't have cross market last year is because, well, one, you're not getting rewarded. Two, the players you want are not available in the market just yeah. because, you know, it's separating the four consoles. So I'm really interested to see, you know, how that instant reward might work if it exists. Now, the article that I looked at, I did see and I, i'm not sure if it was mentioned in the commercial but i know that there's some leak going on but uh apparently there's going to be three additional tier or uh, tier rewards in hot now as well when mm -hmm. it comes to rivals so that that definitely gives me a, a lot more hope now that you know yeah. players will actually get rewarded for for placing in whatever division uh, or placement uh, in the leaderboard and that is something that was definitely lacking so to your point, really do hope that uh, it negates some of the issues if cross market doesn't exist. But who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get surprised a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. The Risen Dragon, great question. Is there going to be unranked and ranked ESHL? Casual way to play with friends on a team without the burden of a rank. Honestly, I almost feel like that's already there with drop-ins versus when you play Eshel. But the thing with drop-ins is you still get ranked. Like, yeah. I was playing drop-ins with uh, with Taimo on the, the Baker and Taimo show. And literally, like, I played 10 games, I didn't even realize, and I got a rank, and I was like, wait, I'm playing drop-ins. Why do I have a drop-in rank? And that's a great thing. I think they need to find a way to maybe, where you have drop-ins, make it more casual. Don't have a rank. Just you play around, you have fun, you goof around, whatever. But then when you play club or when you play something like that, that's where that, you know, um, I think it's CR, competitive rating. I forget what the, yep. the term is. Yeah, where that comes into play and your rank comes into play, and that's where you can kind of flex a little bit more. What do you think? Uh, no, absolutely. And and maybe I'm misremembering, but I think there's one part in the leaderboard system that was called non-competitive, which is also really weird yeah. to, to call it non-competitive because it's still a leaderboard. You know, yeah, like, exactly. they're still it's looking like... at it. There's still like a ranking system there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but to your point, I mean, drop-in has always been associated as that kind of like chill aspect of it. But yeah. uh, at the same time, I, I think another issue that the Wizard Dragon might be alluding to is the fact that, you know, when you're playing drop-ins, it's usually with, with also... With players who are not your friends you don't know them you know it's just yeah. a drop in so but when it comes to EACHL even if even if you're playing with your friends you know you're still being you know ranked you're still being judged by the gaming system yeah. uh that would definitely be a good addition though you know like there, I'm sure there's so many players that just want to have like a casual approach to the game I know that's how I view sixes as well uh, but th that's certainly a conversation that, that we may need to have a little more often in the future when we're looking yeah. at the casual side of things i can't remember what i feel like there was an nhl and i could be wrong on this but i feel like there was one at some point where you had like like eshl and then you had playoffs and like That's almost right. almost something like that where it's like you know if you want to do just an unranked like like for example like versus you can do unranked versus or ranked versus like Right. Put that into ESHL in a weird way. Like, make it where it's like you just want to random, like, you don't care about no skill gap. It's whatever. Okay, we're doing it. But then, if you want to go a little competitive, you got your good team, you want to play a little bit, then you can kind of go compete a little bit more. I think that's a perfect solution. I don't know how to implement it, but I don't think it'd be that difficult. I just have to say, I also like the element of surprise in that approach because then it's sort of like um, you never know, you know, the team that you're going up against, how good they might be. And I don't know. I personally. So that's part. 
Yeah. I love it. Like even even now, like it's different because there's CR and like no matter what. But like even now, like when you match up into an ESHL match, what's the first thing you do? You look at everyone else's level and you're like, okay, he's prestige four. Okay, okay, this is a sweaty team. Like we're screwed. (laughs) Or you see a bunch of level thirties and you're like, this is easy. Whereas if you're unranked, like there's less stress when you see that because you're like, it's unranked. This doesn't affect me. Yeah. Well, Rahil, um, the the other thing that they announced today was the fact that you can now use women players in the HUD. That is that is absolutely huge. What are your overall thoughts on that? Uh, massive W, massive W. I listen. I know people are like, oh well, you know, what about the issues with like you know like balancing? Are they going to get knocked off the puck easier? Listen, I don't know if they're going to make it. You know, realistic. Where like you know if you get hit, if. Sarah Nurse gets hit by Charo like it's a thundering hit or if they're going to balance it a little bit better I'm not 100% sure but here's the thing I don't care either way it's a video game it's meant to be fun you're meant to enjoy it I'm going to have fun passing the puck from Sarah Nurse to Connor McDavid putting it in the back of the net listen as long as they're good cards and they play well I'm happy with it you know what I mean yeah no, what do you honest, think honestly man that was like I'm not going to lie when I when I first saw that like my immediate thought was like wait but like in IHF gameplay uh, yeah. You know, you can't play against uh, like men and women can't play against each other in the game. So uh, and and it, I guess it takes away from the realism aspect. But then I thought more about it. I'm like, well, what is hot at the end of the day? Hot at the end of the day is a fantasy game anyway. I mean, for goodness sakes, we're using like Wayne Gretzky, Mats and the like all these guys have retired anyway. So, you know, and, and you're making teams that, you know, you don't have access to in the real world. And mm-hmm. that's that's the beauty of video games. And I think it's just so amazing that, you know, we're able to integrate uh, women characters now into the game. And uh, But you know what? I feel like in terms of how players now form their teams in the game, I think it will really depend on what the meta of the game ends up yeah. being. I know the last couple of, couple of years, like size was really important. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see if they put more emphasis on like being smaller or perhaps speed because then that would really make... <laughs> A lot of those characters uh really really uh important uh, yeah. addition well we didn't plan this but that's a perfect segue into something actually we didn't we're, we weren't going to talk about it but i just thought about when you mentioned that that new last puck the last cha- last chance movement or whatever it's called like <laughs> it almost looks like if you're a smaller player when you normally play nhl when you get hit you're, you're done you, there's nothing you that's can right, do yeah. where it almost seems like now if you get hit i don't know if it's like uh, an ability they have to have or a trait they have to have but it's almost like they can do something before falling down so that would really help the playing with smaller players like for example last year when i played hut for a little bit i loved the cole caulfield uh 2222 card because i'm a Habs mm-hmm. fan but it'd be great if i could play with him and he gets hit and as he's falling down i'm able to pass the puck off and keep the play going or something like that that is yeah that's such a good point yeah they have so many i i, I believe over 500 new animations those mm-hmm. last chance movements uh, is some of it i'm really curious to see the other ones but yeah no it, it sounds like you know that you are able you, you now have counter abilities you know against some some of these defensive mechanics i know a lot of people were, were uh one of the complaints that they had this year was like you know the the poking was too op or an xbox the bumps are too easy so now that you know you're able to counter we'll see like, to your point you know if this ends up being uh, just a regular part of the game or an uh, x-factor ability or whatever yeah. it may be but just knowing that you have that tool honestly i feel like it's going to add to the skill gap in many ways and and i'm all about skill gaps so i'm really curious and, and it just brings more like uh fluidity to the overall game so i'm yeah. really stoked about that I- Absolutely agree. Now, Risen Dragon, another great question. Are we going to see more tripping penalties with the introduction of the Zegers dive mechanic? I don't. I don't think so. I think what it's going to be is like, um, 
I almost look at this mechanic, and again, I could be wrong. This is just early speculation. It reminds me, and I'm sorry to bring this up, Safir. It reminds <laughs> me of Game 1, Toronto-Montreal, when Paul Byron scored that goal to win 2-1. Uh, almost like he gets tripped. It's a penalty, but you can almost do something about it and, like, you know, if it's like, because there's there's some situations where like I'm on like a two one zero and the guy coming back just somehow get nicks my heel and I'm down and I can't do anything. Whereas in real hockey, you're getting that pass off because it's either a penalty or you're scoring a goal because the other guy's across the ice and has a one timer or whatever. So I feel like they're gonna implement it in that kind of way where it's like almost like do you remember when you used to get tripped and you would be down on two knees and you could pass the puck or something? That's exactly what it's gonna refer to. Almost a more advanced version of that. Yeah. So yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, well, if you don't score on that shot, then you know, perhaps you you get a power play off it. But I can I can tell based on the goal is he scores on the commercial, the shot does seem a lot more powered yeah. than the regular just being on your two feet. Uh but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 great to have those util- uh those tools, obviously. It just brings a lot more unpredictability and, and at the end of the day, like hockey is part of that anyway. So And that's what makes it fun, exactly. Like you said. Yeah. But you mentioned Zegris, Safir. What are your thoughts on Zegers and Sarah Nurse being on the cover? That's exactly what I was going to ask you as well. <laughs> and you know, you, you know what? I've seen I've seen the Twitter, I've seen the Discord messages. The community seems to be so split 50-50 on this, and I have so many thoughts. But um, for the sake of you know just uh, time and, and whatnot, but I'll give them a, a couple of them. So um, first and foremost, I feel like people are going to buy the game people in this community who are so passionate, who have been criticizing or being in favor of the cover, we're, we're going to buy the game regardless, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way I see the cover, the way I approach it is that, you know, it's, it's all about mar- marketability. You know, we've had the same usual, you know, a hockey player and their hockey gear, like in the background of ice and whatnot. But mm-hmm. this cover now reaches, you know, the younger generation, you know, the kids. It also reaches, you know, girls. Like they are at the end of the day underrepresented in NHL Absolutely. gaming. Like, I mean, I can't, I, I can probably count with my fingers fingers the amount of like female hockey gamers that we have in the community so i think it's really smart in that sense and i feel like you know the the sun the the summer vibes in the background also gives you know this idea it first of all it reaches like the southern parts of the states where again the population is less in, in, yeah. in, in the gaming but also like the, the west i'm thinking like la those parts mm-hmm. so i i think it's really great in that sense like you're you're reaching a new audience and that's yeah. what marketing and initials should be all about and about growing the game yeah, totally agree with all of that stuff, too. And I mean, there was the point you added there about the whole summer vibe thing. A lot of people were like, oh, they're not action shots and this kind of stuff. My personal thing is you can still tell it's a hockey game. There's two hockey players with hockey sticks. There's a hockey net. There's palm trees. It says NHL on it. People were like, how do I know this is a hockey game? It says NHL on it. Like, <laughs> you're going to know it's a hockey game. I think it's a great cover. I think it's different. It's unique. It's not Matthews yeah. for the third year in a row, which no disrespect to Matthews, amazing player, but like you need to change it up and make it fresh a little bit. That would have definitely hurt the sales if it was I, Matthews. I, was gonna, once I again. probably would have bought it if it no, I would have <laughs> This it, is but. me as a Leafs fan saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing too is like there was the whole Makar. People were like, oh, Makar deserved it more. And like here's the thing like Makar had an outstanding season. You could argue he deserved it more based off of performance. But I think with the way NHL went with this cover is they're focusing a lot more on marketability. Now, Kale McCarr is a very marketable player. Don't get me wrong. He's has a bit of personality, amazing defenseman. This guy is like has like Bobby Orr era like vibes and like that kind of stuff. But the thing for me is the stuff Trevor Zegers did this season made people who don't watch hockey go, yo, 
Who's I? I have friends reach out to me who are like, "Who's Trevor, Trevor Zegers?" And I'm like, "Bro, you've never watched a hockey game in your life. How do you know about Trevor Zegers?" And they're like, "Dude, he just scored this sick lacrosse goal, and like, I've never seen that before." So I think just that is gonna help people get into the game. The way Trevor, we saw it in the trailer. We saw it in. Um, I posted on Twitter a TikTok. Sarah Nurse and like Tre- Trevor Zegers made a, t- a TikTok, and it was like, "What's better than one cover girl?" And then like Zegers pops in, and they're like, Two "Cover girls." <laughs> yeah. Like I, I could see Kale McCarr doing that too, but I think Trevor Zegers is just a bit more of that bubbly personality that mm-hmm. you kind of want. And it's no disrespect to Kale McCarr or anything like that. Like think about baseball. Like the best baseball player in the world arguably is either Shohei Otani or Mike Trout. A lot of people say Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout's like one of the most boring people in the like like to like talk to. Like he he has a great personality, but he doesn't have that much um personality. Whereas like players like Vladdy Guerrero Jr., like Bo Bichette. Now we're talking Toronto players, but like they have more of a personality, so they're more marketable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also and- I saw what Steven said. Steven's yeah. in the background, like, Vladdy's better. Yeah, Vladdy. Yeah. I, I totally agree with Steven there. Vladdy is, is the best. <laughs> We're all biased here. We're all biased Blue Jays <laughs> yeah. fans. But you know what, Rahil? I, I love the points that you bring up. And so Caleb McCarr, obviously, he's he's like arguably the best defenseman in the entire mm-hmm. league. And like there's like I'm sure he's gonna be on the cover at some point, right? Exactly. It's like I mean, we're getting an NHL game every year. I feel like that the approach that they had this year was really good. I feel like their approach with the cover had gotten stale over the last couple of years. So I'm I'm really curious to see how now that affects in terms of community growth. And when it comes to Sarah Nurse, um, she's done so much for the community my uh, interaction with her came through the chevrolet good deeds uh, shootout uh, tournament that was hosted by an esports organization lazarus of whom we mentioned is signed by regs uh, and sarah nurse was was uh, involved uh, ardo ocal was involved and so many other people were involved so obviously sarah she she's she's through her interactions with the community obviously like i think it was is just such a such a great pick i mean she's done so much work in terms of growing the community and i think yeah. she very well deserves to be on, on the cover and it's just awesome so. Can you can you get me an introduction? Like next next good deed shootout? Can you like hook me up? I want to say hi to her. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you know what? This was an invite only event. I'll be I'll be sure oh, that. We uh, no, well, you know what, Rahel? I I think because it's a shootout event, you might actually have a shot at winning. So. Oh my god! Here we go. Zephyr pocket <laughs> smack. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, <laughs> maybe we'll have you on on the next one. Oh um, man, we'll see. But listen, I, like we're going through some of the pictures here, and one thing just crossed my mind. I've I've seen the the avalanche stadium where it says go abs go and they have all those little light sticks yeah. that almost to me seems like an awesome presentation upgrade now we know there's a bunch of presentation upgrades things like when you score a hat trick as you can see right there great timing the hats come on the ice i've even heard i was listening to sleeves talk about um just some of the stuff like if you're like tied at two and you score with like a minute left your crowd goes nuts like not like nuts like before where your screen would shake a little yeah like they, they go, go nuts and i think that's something that like will make the game a little bit more immersive make you a little bit better but feel a little bit better about scoring that like winning goal right there that obs picture that looks incredible severe that that looks absolutely incredible like i know back in like what was it, nhl 11 and 12 they had like that entire introduction you know where like mm-hmm. uh that the lights were off and the players are coming on the ice you had the graphics and and everything and so they went away from that for a few years mostly because you know they they wanted to shorten the time 
from introduction to dropping the puck. Uh, but it, it was definitely something that's been lacking, you know, the, the presentation upgrades. And now that they're back, I'm I'm so excited to see the nuances between the teams as well and, and, the, and the various uh, reactions. And I feel like, you know, the one thing with presentation upgrades, uh, not just visually, but also with audio, I feel like players generally in the community got really bored over the last couple of yeah. years to the point that where like me and I know like a lot of my friends who play this game don't even pay attention to that stuff now they just mm-hmm. listen to music while they're playing this game so but now this is like a fresh approach and yep. I think you know I, I certainly I think I'm going to be you know tuning in more to the presentation side of things and I'm looking forward to that yeah you mentioned the that I forget what NHL it is but yeah like the lights go out the players skate out I don't know if that's in this game or not if it is, that's the most immersive thing they need to do. If it's not in there, they need to do it for the next NHL. But just that, like, you almost feel like a hockey player. Like, you're like, all right, boys, like, we're getting out. Let's go. Like, you're getting pumped up a little bit. Oh, we're getting hyped. Absolutely. But Steven brings up a good point. The Why are the, the screens off in, in this image? Sorry, what do you mean by screens off? The, so the, uh, I think the, the Jumbotron screen right there. So below the apps logo. Oh, I... I, I... I don't know. I wonder if that's like maybe when they're coming. I'm trying to think because I don't know. If, is the Jumbotron usually I'm trying to think of like the hockey games. Is the Jumbotron on when the players come out? Or just, huh, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like, like they usually have images. Maybe it'll be some form of advertising. Yeah, because I know I know like like the pregame, like they have like the video. But I think it, I, I don't know. Maybe in Montreal, it's gone off like when the players start coming out because mm. like you have the whole like I know in the playoffs when like the torch is out they use the screen as the torch to like emphasize like the torch, like filling up the whole building. Right. It says 1108. Okay. Wow. So yeah. So never mind. So Steven's breaking news here. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, we love, we love paying attention to the particulars. No Jumbotron moment. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, that's on weird. The there, yeah. Yeah. But listen, moving on to, they talk about enhanced AI goalies. Now, listen, goalies and AI go terribly together in the same sentence like oh yeah <laughs> do you do you actually like, like there's ways for goalies to be strong like i almost feel like ai goalies with x factors are like impossible and then like human goalies with x factors aren't as good because the players just have close quarters or heat seeker so i'm curious what they mean about enhanced ai goalie are they going to be tougher to score on are they going to be a little bit more realistic in terms of how they read the puck and that kind of stuff what do you think that means Safir? you know you know what uh rahil i have to say every time i see stuff about enhanced goalies um i just think to myself i'm like i don't really know what that means because every year the the best players they figure out ways to abuse the ai goalie right so for instance, in NHL 22, you had the what is gold post to post, which is an X factor ability. So Carey Price had it, and I know in the first couple of months, people were like, "Oh my God, you can't beat gold post to post!" Like the goalie slides over so quickly. But then guys like Grant figured out, oh well, you know what? Instead of shooting the puck right away, you know, pass across Carey Price with gold post to post, he'll just overskate it and just just, just shoot far side, right? Yeah. So people always find ways to break the goalie. So I'm I'm I mean maybe it's different. Like maybe there's some algorithm that that makes them more. Uh, adaptive in in certain situations really curious to see what it is but i feel like players always find the glitch goals and the other thing too is like there's often like the meta goals like people figure out you know the kinds of shots that go and the kinds of shots that don't don't go Mm -hmm. in so for instance in nhl 22 you could uh 
a go-to play for most players was that you enter the zone from the blue line, you sauce it down the middle, the goalie overslides, and you shoot it far side. Now, that was not something that was as effective in, like, NHL 21. In NHL 21, you know, you could rip the, the puck high glove from, like, basically an angle. Anywhere. An angle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the goal line shots. Or, like, yeah. back in NHL 22, you had what was called, like, the nuke shot, where you would shoot a low blocker and it would go in, like, 8 mm-hmm. out of 10 times. And so I feel like it'll be sort of a similar thing here where, where people will figure out how to break the goalie. Um, but also the one thing I will say in the commercial, I think there was one goal Zeke was scored on the backhand. That was a soft goal. I don't, I don't know, man. I, that looked like a soft goal. So, <laughs> so I, I get, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Real quick though. I saw wicked 50 Cal pop up. He said, what's going on guys. We're doing good, man. Thank you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. But that goal. So if you haven't seen it, go back and watch the trailer. I know exactly what goal you're talking about. Zegers does a little backhand and it almost like, now, a lot of people were complaining on Twitter. It looked like it went through the goalie's glove. I was watching Sleeves do a little bit of analysis, and it okay. looks like it goes under the goalie's glove. Under the goalie's glove, okay. So I don't know if maybe that's backhand beauty on Trevor Zegers. I don't know. It's tough to say. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, like, I think no matter what they do with AI goalies, Oh, look at this. Steven's pulling it up here. We love it. But no matter what you do with AI goalies, you're always going to find a way to get around them. Think about like any video game. You always find a way to get around and find the easiest way to get the meta. Like, for example, Warzone. Warzone's a game that, you know, a lot of people are probably watching this play. And like, what's the one thing everyone learned like at the beginning? They're like, hey, go straight into like um, the cash version of it and just do these supply runs and get your gun high level. And then you can kill people. Cause it's OP. Like you're always going to find that way to go around. Okay. We got to see here. Is this, uh, yeah. Let's this see. Yeah. Oh okay. That God. was it. Go back, go back, Steven. Go back. Uh, that was it. I don't know, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, we're going to do a live breakdown here. Play by play. <laughs> he gets hit. I, okay. See, it almost looked like it dipped. Like it almost looked like it kind of went like that, but it also might be going through the glove. I don't know here. I man. don't know. I'm Freddie Anderson. I feel like here I could go. stop that. I don't know. Put... <laughs> oh, I oh, I don't know. That looks like now. See, that could no. look a little deceptive. That looks like it's going in his glove, <laughs> but it could also be like an angle. It, like, does it bounce know. off the glove and then go under it? Maybe. Steven, can we get another angle of this? We're, we're the refs now. We're reviewing this play. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like it deflects off a quick. It, it might. It almost like it, it's almost like it he hits goes, here and yeah. comes in. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I don't know, man. But listen, I'm after seeing this trailer, crossplay being in, you know, women being in hut and all that kind of stuff. I am more optimistic than I was the last couple of years. I'm not saying this is going to be a great game. I'm just a little bit more optimistic. So I'm I'm kind of inclined to give the goalie the benefit of the doubt there. And that's the last chance puck movement there. See, doesn't that remind you of Paul Byron scoring on Jack Campbell? Yeah, but please don't don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not cool, Rahil. Come on now. I'm sorry, man. I had to. But listen, you know, we have all these gameplay upgrades here. They show uh, a little bit towards the end here, the, the Zegers pass, which I think is kind of cool. A lot of people are going to say it's OP. Listen, they put the lacrosse goal in and nobody like like how many people how many lacrosse goals did you score severe 
Uh, literally zero. I never came close yeah, to it. Too. Like Kessel is like the guy, like the one guy that probably scored a few, but like he would, he probably tried them like over a thousand times. I will say though, Kessel tried to score that on me in GLBC, and no, I, I honestly, <laughs> I would have just forfeited at that point. I'm like, there's That's no too way. Funny. Oh, yeah, like he got the he got the puck to, to get up, but I, I think he hit the post or something. But uh, oh jeez. All right, yeah, here no, we go. Zegris flip. The flip pass, yeah. See, I think it's going to be fun to do. I think it's going to be really hard to pull off. I, I think it's going to be one of those goals that, like, it's almost like when you see it, it's an instant top five, like, monthly clip that EA posts or whatever. I, I really hope that's the case. I can't remember who made this comment on Twitter, but they were like, if that's one of those things where you can just pull off easily, I feel like there would be a lot of 50-50s in front of the net, and it's something that people are going to abuse, and that is definitely something that we want to stay away from. But, you know, at the same time, it might be an X-Factor ability. That's yes. also true. We don't we don't know, but we can fifty Cal says maybe this is a bit of a hot take, but I hated the AI in NHL twenty two, so I'm hoping the AI is better in this game. I can't tell you how many times like the AI just frustrated the hell out of me in this game. Like I'm just like, why are like like I've had moments where like my player was like just like clueless like it's like are you like a peewee player like what are you doing are you I'm assuming you agree with that, Sophia. Oh yeah, for instance, uh you know uh I, I qualified for the Honda tournament and I was playing Geimer yesterday and there's a few times where my AI, my my left defenseman, for some reason, he's just completely out of play or the, or, or so they'll be out of play in, in the, in the, when I'm playing zone defense, but also when I'm like back checking yeah. against a rush, my defenseman, some like this happened a couple of times where he would go for a line change at the worst times, dude. Don't get me started on that. It's like you gain the offensive zone and you pass it around to go back to the other D and then your D-man's like skating from getting changed, just coming, running over and it's out of the zone. I don't understand the AI line chain stuff. And listen, Wicked Cal, I think we agree with you. That needs to change 100%. Yeah. Like, they need to have a huge improvement on that. But so to summarize gameplay upgrades, it doesn't seem like there's much, which when you think about the fact that they're putting crossplay in, do you, do you are you okay with that a little bit, Saphir? Like you, you know what, Rahel? I feel like every year when I don't see a lot of uh, well, I mean, Angel Twenty Two, like we we saw quite quite a uh, a number of uh, gameplay upgrades, specifically with passing, right? But like mm -hmm. usually, my thing is like if we're not seeing gameplay upgrades, then it's like, well, what are you really doing? Because it's like you know we want the gameplay issues to be fixed. Uh, but to your point, because of cross platform and you know the T upgrades, it seems like they're focusing on content and rewarding players and and a lot of that. I'm totally okay if we don't have out as much gameplay uh, upgrades or, or differences this year. The one thing though that I hope they they definitely did do fix by come launch time is is the passing system. Uh, I think if you can revert back to the NHL 20 or NHL 21 passing system, the gameplay overall gameplay of NHL 22 was fine. Mm -hmm. And now that you have like over 500 like stumble animations or whatever it may be, it, it just brings more like creativity in the game. Um, so so yeah, as long as you have those components, I'm honestly okay i i think yeah. and i'm really excited about just the, the whole like content piece and like that the fact that like uh the competitiveness of nhl will, will now grow exponentially like i think it's it's okay what do you think i i totally agree with that too i think you know there's one or two things they maybe need to focus on example passing is that i i don't know if i'd agree with the 21 20 but like they need to tweak it because like mm -hmm. i understand they wanted to create a skill gap with passing but they made it so that like when you do like a, a 
a simple pass, it either your guy can't handle it or it goes to the wrong guy. And that's frustrating. And I mean, Wicked 50 Cal agrees with us. I mean, cross-platform makes up for lack of major gameplay upgrades, which I agree with. I think the one thing they need to do is they need to make the user experience better. So that we're talking about hot instant rewards. We're talking about, you know, maybe a couple other game modes where it's like, it's not the same four games modes we always play for the last three, four years. If they do that kind of stuff on top of cross-play, I can understand if the game feel similar to 22 but if the experience around playing hut is better the experience around playing world of child is better do you know how many world of child players have been begging for one button to just open all their bags i, oh, I yeah. checked, I checked three days ago <laughs> i had like 60 bags i was like i would just love to just open all claim yeah. all like it'd be super easy so totally agree you know what if they make the user experience better lack of gameplay upgrades i'm okay with that but i want to talk about our final point here and hut we're going to talk mm-hmm. about tier upgrades. We're going to talk about, you know, just the themes and just kind of like everything about HUT. Now, we don't know much because we're waiting for the deep dive, but what are your like initial thoughts about what you've seen, what you're hoping for, et cetera? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, you know, when two things come to mind, first and foremost for me, I hope that we have, I don't think this will happen. I know we've been asking for it for like three years now. Kesso is a game changer. He's been pushing it. I don't know if he is able to implement it, but restricted HUT champs, I feel like would be huge. Uh, mm-hmm. especially in the second half of the year when you have a bunch of like overpowered cards. I feel like everything in the game is advertised to be in terms of gameplay is just like washed away once you have the, a bunch of like high 90s uh, in your lineup. Mm-hmm. So something like that would be nice. But uh, but then we talk, obviously we talk about rewards and, and you mentioned about instant rewards. Like So last year I placed... Uh, or I finished Hutchim's 20, you know, multiple times. And technically you're supposed to get like the best rewards through that, right? And there would be so many times where I would literally get a value of like, I don't know, 20K worth of cards or, or like, it's really, really bad. That's and bad. like, all due respect, you'll have somebody who finished champs with like an 11 and nine record and they'll pull like, I don't know, like a 92 match. A Lemieux. Or, yeah. or let me, yeah, like that was, yeah, that was such a rare but significant card in the game. And it was just such a frustrating experience. So I guaranteed rewards to, to I, put it in. I, I totally agree with that. And I think it needs to be guaranteed rewards across both spectrums the high end tier that's going 20 and 0 yes. champs. But also for the people who are like, you know, we're playing, like, one thing I've always kind of vouched for that I love in FIFA is like there'll be a specific event or season or whatever you call it. And there will be an exclusive card you can only gain by doing objectives. Not a master set card, an exclusive, like, similar overall. Mm. Sometimes it's not high, sometimes it's good. But, like, for example, like, they released, um, I'm trying to think of one, but there was, like, they released a bunch. Of, there was this event, and then they had, like, a, a 90 overall, like, center back, a defender. And you had to, like, go in a specific game mode and score, like, like he was a German player. So he had to score five goals with German players, assist five times with German players, win three games with 11 German players in your squad. Just something like that in a fun, casual game mode. And you got a decently good player that you could use. I love stuff like that because it makes me go away from the normal rivals, hut champ squad battles, hut rush kind of thing we're all used to now. Now, the one other thing I really want to see, and I know some people have already talked about this, is I hate that when I trade in something, I lose it. I shouldn't lose it. What should happen is it's like, okay, hey, like you're doing, for example, like let's say this year um, for the team builders, you get like a Gretzky and a Lemieux. You get to choose one of them if you collect the entire league. If I collect the entire league, I should not have to trade in like 
my 89 McDavid and all this kind of stuff. I should have to trade it in, but I shouldn't have to get rid of it. What they should do is they should make it so that no matter what, your card is usable. You just can't sell it on the market. You lock it in to your specific account. It's similar to what MLB The Show does. If you're completing mm. a collection, you get to keep all the diamonds. When I do the Blue Jays, I keep get to keep Vladdy, Bobachet, Kevin Gossman, but oh, yeah, I get right. the card. But yeah, I still, still can use Vladdy if I want to. And I think that's something where it's like, it would be that, that's another way game. of guaranteeing rewards too by the way because exactly. now you can yeah that's actually such a good point i, I didn't even uh, think about that in the past because we're always talking about like you know give me a guaranteed uh x overall for yeah. placing this well in rivals and chance but now you have a way where like okay sure those rewards can still be a lot you know luck based but at least if you know if i had these cards whether i walked them through the market or if i opened them in the pack mm -hmm. allow me even if it's untradeable so obviously i can't profit off it through yeah. the market but to be able to reuse them in sets as a way to be rewarded for it i think that's such a creative idea and uh I don't think a lot of us have even thought about that. So. No, I, I think it's something unique. And like you think about like um, the team builders last year, the hut team builders, were they mm -hmm. all, I think they were all 85s, right? They were uh, 85s and then upgraded to, I believe, 90. Yeah. And then you could eventually, like, if you collected all the East, they were 90s or oh, sorry, all... 94 and then 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But so, like, a perfect example for that would be. Andy as well. You actually. have specific players for, like, you know, if you complete the Arizona Coyotes, you get like a, like an 83 overall uh, Jeremy Ronan for example. Mm -hmm. But if you complete the Oilers, which is a lot more expensive because you have to get McDavid, you have to get Dreisaitl and all these other guys, you get like an 87 or an 88 card, maybe like a, I don't know, like a Yari Curry or something. But if you're able to keep those cards you trade in and you just lock them in, you're able to use those cards and kind of play around with it a little more. So that like, for example, when you talked about like restricting hot champs, what if you restricted like I don't know, you had a fun game mode and you were like, listen, you can only use Edmonton Euler cards. And I'm like, wow, I just traded in McDavid and Dreisaitl and I just traded in 500k for nothing. I'm screwed. Whereas if you still had those cards, you could kind of implement stuff like that and make it a little bit more fun and a little bit more enjoyable. I love that because right now the way HUD is set up is that it's a very linear process, right? So like the 85s, your 86s, 87s are so valuable when the game first comes out yeah. and they're practically worthless by April. A lot earlier than that, actually, but you get the point. So yeah. at least this way, you know, it, it gives more flexibility for EA to be creative with the modes and the restrictions that they put out. And these cards will never lose their value. Even if they're untradeable, they still hold value for the players. It's if, still an 89 McDavid you can use. Yeah. Exactly. Like you said. So listen, Safir, I want your final thoughts as we wrap this all up. What are your just final thoughts? What are you? Are you optimistic? Are you? Well, you know, how are you feeling? Uh, honestly, my I know I keep harping on it, but I'm very optimistic. And the reason for that is the fact that, you know, we've come out of the pandemic. NHL 23 is cross-platform. I think this is going to be such a big year for content creation and yeah. esports in general. Uh, and yeah, and that is what I'm most looking forward to. What about you? Yeah, I'm definitely a lot more optimistic. I mean, we need to listen. Like, we need to see the hot deep dive, the world of child deep dive. We need to play the game when the technical test comes out. Now, the technical test is going to be the final product. Let's remember that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people who are saying, oh, this is disappointing. There's not this or not that. Let's play the game and see how it feels. I totally understand if, you know, the game feels clunky and all that kind of stuff and we all dislike it. But we can't say that yet. We have to play the game. We have to see how it is. Based off of what I've seen so far. I would say in the last five years this is probably the most optimistic I've been about NHL. Crossplay being in there is going to be great for World of Chell content creators and Hot content creators. Me and Safir can finally like one v one without having to like you know like 
play locally or something, which will be fun. Maybe we'll do that on a live stream sometime soon. <laughs> but I'm ex- I'm excited, man. I just hope to God that it lives up to the optimism because I think that's the thing a lot of NHL fans are scared of is it's always I'm so excited and then they get disappointed and like it's like oh like you hurt me again. almost like being a <laughs> All right. That's too funny. Yeah, no, man, absolutely. I'm excited. You're excited. The community is excited. Definitely the sentiment appears to be a lot of hope, cross-platform being the biggest driver of that. So we'll see how how that goes. And uh, I think on that note, this does conclude the fourth episode of the NHL podcast presented by the Hockey News. And Rahil, I know you're excited for next week. I'm excited for next week because we're going to, the fifth episode will be an absolute blast. But certainly something to look to, to look forward to. Yeah, I, I'm gonna leave a little teaser. We're not gonna say anything, but we got we got we got a biggie coming on with us. Biggie, we got a biggie yeah, coming on. With definitely. Us. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening and watching, guys, and have yourselves a great day. Thank you. Honey, honey,